it's like going to your hairdresser or your doctor. You know, it, it's something that you do and you go because you you trust them. And I think as as advisors, you know, that term gets used a lot loosely, but I think it really is important that once you've developed a relationship, and that's what I think this is really about. It's about knowing that you can, at the drop of a hat, drop an email to me or Ed, and know that you know you're going to get a response and, and you're going to get what what you need. Hello and welcome to episode 71 of Be The Drop, a weekly podcast that delivers practical insights to help you unlock your brand story and supercharge your business. I'm Amelia Veal, small business owner and storytelling superhero. Here at Narrative Marketing, we are passionate about the power of telling stories to help us learn and connect and also to build business relationships that drive sales. Keeping on top of my small business accounting needs was something that used to cause me a lot of grief. Before I met Mitch Uzelak of MU Business Solutions and Ed Bernard of Formula Accounting, I often felt overwhelmed by the many tasks required to manage the financial aspects of my business. I'm a communications specialist, not an accountant, and at times I felt completely bamboozled by those aspects of running narrative marketing. So I outsourced. Mitch is a cloud bookkeeping specialist and Ed is a tax accountant. They have the skills, knowledge and experience that I don't possess, but are essential to running my business successfully. If like me, you're looking to improve how to manage your business finances, then this episode is for you. In today's episode of Be The Drop, we lift the lid on some of the less fun aspects of running a business. We chat about what they call the apple of accounting software, and Mitch reveals the one thing that causes most businesses to fail. This is Mitch and Ed's version of Be The Drop. If you want to get even more value from this podcast episode, then head over to Facebook and join my Facebook group, Brand Storytelling Superheroes. In the group, you gain access to our free Goal Setting for Business program to help you manage your business. So join us on Facebook at Brand Storytelling Superheroes Group. Well, it's very exciting. We've got Ed and Mitch here for our next episode of Be The Drop. Thanks so much for joining me. Pleasure. Thanks for having us. So today is going to be a slightly different format for Be The Drop because we're going to dive into something that I think is really critical for small business and that's managing your financials. So, but before we do, I'd love if you could introduce and set the scene a little bit about who you are via your item of significance. So, Mitch, how about you lead off with that? My name is Mitch Uslak. I've got a small business called MU Business Solutions. And um, the significant thing I have is uh, what I'm wearing, which is an insignia. Actually, I should turn around. You can see zero on the back. Zero <laughs> is the accounting software that it's become um, the most I suppose efficient, effective way of, of managing small business uh, because it's uh, cloud-based, which just simply means that you don't need to have a big computer and uh, a lot of infrastructure to do what you have to do. And it allows you to to communicate easily with your client and and and, and your other partners. I do the uh, bookkeeping side of things. I also get involved in helping small business figure out what's the best way to structure what they need. 
um, because it's not a one-size-fits-all. Most small businesses um, have different needs and have different um, pain points. Great. And Ed, what have you got for us? Edward Bernard and I, I run a small business uh, called Formula Accounting, which is a professional accounting uh, business. I'm a tax agent and a uh, certified practicing accountant. Well, my item of significance, and you probably don't think it is that significant, <laughs> is my trusty old uh, iMac. And the reason this is significant to me, uh, the, the accounting industry's uh, been consumed by technology and software, as, as Mitch has pointed out. And, and uh, what that has allowed me to do is effectively three and a half years ago, I started my business with this laptop and this laptop only, and it was my only item of equipment. Mm -hmm. And the software really allows us to connect you know, with our clients and, and provide a, a really valuable service. There is another reason, I've got the laptop here though, and I'm gonna show this to you a million, you'll be disappointed in me. <laughs> oh no. I, I was thought you were going to show us a picture of your kids. Yeah, it is my kids. Yeah, yeah it, is, it is his kids, but they're wearing port outfits. Uh, I wasn't game enough to bring that up. Ed. You're, a, you're a game. You're a game person. So for me, and and you know, for most of my clients, family is is paramount. And, Absolutely. And I could have easily followed a career path in a big firm, a big system, uh, but I made a, a conscious decision three and a half years ago because I could with uh, with the evolution of software to start my own business. And that's allowed me to spend significantly more time with my family. Uh, I lease an office which is directly behind my kids' school and yeah, I really enjoy doing that. But at the same time, it doesn't compromise the, the sort of service I can provide to my clients mm. because I can engage with them through all the latest software. Fantastic. How I actually met Mitch and Ed was through Lucy Corns mm -hmm. from She Shopped. So Lucy is a, has been working with you. Yeah, Lucy's one of my clients for the last well, three and a half, four years. Yeah, so I was at an event with Lucy and was talking about challenges with small business. And one of the big things was I was feeling really overwhelmed by managing the financial aspects of the business. And I am a communication specialist. I work in marketing. And that's something I'm really passionate and, and do well. Yeah. Business, financials, numbers, you guys know, are not my strong point. And, but I know that I'm not alone and this is something yeah. that you mentioned. And Lucy said, do you know what, Amelia, I was there, I felt you, it was terrible. And then I met Mitch. He's amazing. You need to talk to Mitch. And so through that conversation, I met with Mitch and Mitch mentioned Ed. And now I feel really confident and comfortable in the business side um, because I refer to you. So what I wanted to do in this episode is, is share that and go, you know, I, I really appreciate the service that you do. It helps me be better at my business because it's an aspect I don't have to worry about. It makes sure that I meet all my legal requirements, which is also really important. So what I want to do is just ask a few questions for both of you so that we can try and help share that knowledge and maybe give a few tips and bits and pieces. So, um, Mitch, how about if well, you... Well, yeah, that's a good, I think that's a good um, you know, entree into... Ed mentioned that he's a tax agent. Um, I'm, I'm a BAS agent. I'm not a tax agent. I, I, I can do, <clears throat> um, you know, register BASs and, and, and a lot of the tax stuff, but I, I don't provide advice. But what, what, I, what I realised was... Everybody would like to know, oh, is there a central point I can go to? And it'd be nice to go somewhere where you can at least get that information or get somebody who can pull it together in a, in a simple way. Business owners usually are in business because they're either good at something, 
at doing something, good at selling something or good at making something. But that doesn't mean that they're good at the financial side. Uh, in fact, quite often they're not very good at it. Not yourself, not included, <laughs> Amelia. Oh, it's all right. I'm happy to wear that hat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you know, we just, we just, I guess, point them in the right direction, put the right structures in place and uh, make sure that they don't pay any more tax than they have to, of course, and mm. uh, free them up to do what they're good at. Mm. Well, and I think I don't have any problem with saying that because the, the idea that we should, we should be good at everything is kind of crazy. Mm. And, you know, I take a lot of pride in the fact that I have freed up my time because my time is valuable mm. uh, and I can focus it on, on the areas where I can, you know, grow my business. Yeah. Um, rather than trying to, you know, stay up until midnight, you know, going through stuff, yeah. still getting it wrong mm. uh, and just driving myself insane in the process. Lots of people still do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just for me, I just don't see, see the point in that. Now, something that you've both talked about is the software. Now, and Ed, you, you talked about this is the ability to, to change your business, mm. but also you've both mentioned how you can help other people. So perhaps let's, let's talk a bit about the software then. Mm. Probably five years ago, the accounting software market was really poor. There was a one, one horse race and, and that uh, particular product was quite complacent and, and didn't evolve. And uh, along came a, a little, well not so little anymore, but a company from New Zealand called Xero, X-E-R-O. That product they've created has completely turned the accounting industry on its head. Mm. Uh, I mean, five years ago, I wouldn't have been able to start my business, mm. but three years ago I could because of primary zero, so I actually owe a fair bit to them. But the, the software itself is terrific, automated, easy to use. Um, you can collaborate with clients, so the, the software is zero that I'm referring to. It's a effectively small business hub to manage all, everything from mm. sales invoices, payroll, purchase invoices, managing your contacts. And staff. So Mitch, something that you know you manage as part of the bookkeeping is payroll. Uh, is payroll. And what I really love is that you know staff can have an app. It's accessible on their phone. Accessibility via the cloud is so much easier because we don't have to be in each other's pockets every week and meet up. And we can we can easily collaborate via these apps and and software because it's it's cloud based. I mean, it is what it is. The accounting product and. It's terrific, it automates things, but for me, the, the real power of Xero is the apps, all of the, the add-ons yeah. that, that synchronise with Xero. And mm. I, I liken it to Apple and the App Store in that Apple is a terrific phone, but without those apps, it really wouldn't be that good. And the same with Xero, I mean, it, it's, it's very good at what it does from a basic book, well, not that basic anymore, but from a bookkeeping sense. But then I think there are 600 odd apps, software, other software providers that integrate one way or the other with zero. So whether that's, that's receipt, the power, yeah. receipt bank or an inventory or Geo-op. or industry specific. So if you're in the hair industry, there's a, a, a salon app and yeah, they've, they've really got something for, it, for everyone and, mm. and it continues to grow. I've got electricians and plumbers um, who historically would you know, work all day digging trenches and spend 15 hours working really hard, backbreaking stuff, and then have to come home and write out you know, mm. invoices or manifests and, and stuff like that. Um, now we've got zero and they will be connected to typically receipt bank for the bill paying. We'll have them on something like, um, I've got this thing here. Uh, Geo-op. Well, there you is, go, there's a plug. There's a plug. I mean, this is just a, an example of um, workforce management. Now, it's, it's not a very expensive, again, another app, and what they do is they manage their workflow. 
um, you know, jobs. They schedule their jobs. They might have five vans on the road. The guys now get up in the morning and they, they've all got their mobile phones. They log in. It'll tell them where they need to go, what job to do. And when they get there, they can complete the job. They can set times on there. They can get a customer to sign digitally on there if they have to. They can take photos of any defects that need to be commented on. Now it's signed off. The, the boss says, yeah, let, presses a button, it gets invoiced, it gets sent to zero, which manages the, you know, the end product. So again, having to be able to do this in, a, in an efficient way without having lots of paper and, and stress cuts down the amount of time he needs to spend at night. Like I said, after working 15-hour days, he, he doesn't want to be spending four hours at night where he can't be sitting with his kids and his wife having a nice meal. Receipt bank is something that I use yes. as well, and that's something you've set up. Mind you, I have had some... <laughs> I'm not always good at <laughs> doing that, which is why, why I was chuckling garbage in, because sometimes I'm not always the best and, and you have to follow my, me up. But again, that's all part of the process that yeah. I love, because you yeah. go, Amelia, yeah. there's some stuff here that you haven't sent me, the paperwork. Yes. And I know that for many small businesses and people that I speak to, they're like, oh, I've got to keep this receipt for that and this receipt right. for that, and then shoving it in a shoebox <laughs> receipt receipt bank's a game changer and yeah. they, it's a huge game changer i mean for for you know tradies or, or any business owner really the to be able to take a photo of your receipt and it goes directly into your accounting software yeah it just forces you to become paperless receipt bank actually does the work for you yeah. so uh, i mean receipt bank is effectively an app where you take a photo of your receipt and that receipt is pro is um, put into your accounting software extrapolated and, yeah. and, it, and it's read and, and in, in some respects it's replaced Bookkeeping. I mean, the traditional bookkeeper would, that's what they would do. They would get the receipts and invoices and manually enter it into the software. And, and to be honest, the, those people who relied on that process, they're, they're, they're under a real threat. And mm. the bookkeepers who are successful now are the ones who know how to use the software, know how to implement mm. it and, and recommend it, which is yeah. you know, why Mitch is doing well and, and a handful of others as well. So, mm. Because, you know, look, it, it is still a complex area because without getting too technical, there are... There are, there are some um, suppliers who, are, who charge GST, others who don't. Some have, you know, there are some bills that have split. Mm. So all this has to be, if it's done properly, uh, if you do it manually, it takes quite a bit of effort and time. And that, again, that's a cost. Whereas, whereas with things like um, Receipt Bank, it's clever enough to read it and it will actually go, well, that part's GST free, that part's mm. not. So um, what it does is just cutting down all that extra grunt work that used to be done manually mm. um, and do it in a very efficient way and a compliant way. So, I mean, it's the sort of stuff that really used to be exclusive to big business not long ago, um, but now, you know, this sort of technology just really uh, helps small business. Ed mentioned that when, when we started with Xero, there was only really a handful of these apps. Um, but over the last three, there's now 600 options. There's a, there's a big community of Xero uh, users and app users as well. So. Mm -hmm. When you're looking at implementing some software, you can get some really good, uh, I guess, reviews and, and understanding what works, what doesn't work, and, mm. and not going blindly. So it's strange. I mean, it, it, I know we've banged on about zero a lot, but every year there's a zero conference in Australia, and I think they have them overseas as well. This one was. Uh, oh, there we go. He's, there he's we go. Zero this conference was, top. This was in Brisbane in 2016. And, and to put it, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like a cult when you go to these things. They're, <laughs> They, they manage, you, you pay a lot of money to go to it and the managing director or the CEO stands up and everyone cheers and carries on. And, um, but there's 3,000 people at the Zero Conference this year. All around Australia. Yeah. I think five, 
four or five years ago, there were less than 100. So uh, yeah, the growth has been phenomenal. Now, another aspect, Ed, that we've been sort of slowly building up to, and it was something that I felt, you know, that I needed to as, as a growth aspect, is the budgets and forecasting. Um, and I think I put you off for quite a while before yeah, I Yeah, there's actually... a big, big gap between our <laughs> correspondence there. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and I'm sure that many other small business owners will can relate to that, you know, they're... Once you're putting things in writing and setting yourselves targets and, and making that real, it might be something that we all go, yes, that's what I want to do. But then the reality of, of that is quite different. So that's, you know, another aspect that I really like. Yeah, that's something that, that I, I mean, my view is every small business should have a budget one way or the other. And, and the actual process of building a budget is, is important for the, the, the small business owner, but also the accountant because you learn a lot about the business through the process. Mm. Um, and you know, the, the technology now allows you to well, build a budget quite easily. You get historical data from your software and so forth, but you put it into your software and it, it means something that you get a point of reference. You get, a, mm. you get to look at what your actual results are compared to your budget. So really powerful stuff. Mm. And personally, for me, I've found like, and, and I've spoken with my team, I have two part-time staff and, you know, we've gone through this, okay, we've got to meet targets and, you know, a year ago, well, a bit over, so it's more like a year and a half, I, I had a, my second child and that obviously had an impact on my ability to run the business. Income as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've juggled that challenge um, throughout that process, talking with staff about what that means and the income on cash flow and and how we adjust to that. And now having that budget, I feel like it's been, like I, I like a build up. I like to have that going through that process. Some people might, you know, be able to just go, right, I'm just gonna set this budget and go, but it's worked really well for me. You know, and now that we've got that point, I'm really excited for the end of this month because I feel like yeah, I've I'm, done it. I've, I've looked at your, your actuals versus budget and yeah, we're, it's starting to shape up. I feel like I'm nearly there well. and I've, I've got two more invoices. So there's another aspect of that <clears throat> and that's, um, Cash flow. You mentioned you touched on cash flow. It's a really, really important thing. Yeah. Um, and and the other strength again about having real time, up to date information is it, it it's it is real time. I mean, it's telling you where you are now, not six mm -hmm. months. Like the, in the old days when you were getting your financials, they're already six or twelve months too late. It's like old it's, news. The, yeah. The, the, yeah. Yeah, it's old news. Where and what it doesn't do is it doesn't allow you to make take steps that you might need to do to address a potential situation. And cash flows is a really, really important thing for mm. small businesses, particularly growing businesses. I mean, my background is banking, so I've kind of got a bit of history there. And, um, you know, one of the things I often talk to people about is to really understand your cash flow. Profit's great, and Ed, Ed knows but they, where I'm going They're quite closely here. related, but, Mitch. <laughs> it's really important, but profit doesn't pay the bills no. on time. Cash does. So. So, I, you know, and again, one of the really beautiful things about the, the nature of the way the software works is that A, you can see how your, how your cash is going. You can also see where it's coming from. Is it coming in? Uh, how can I get it in quicker? If you've got mm. slow payers um, that you haven't you know, heard from, it shows you, you, the system allows you to automate reminders, tell people, you know, you know, every seven days or whatever it is. It's all part, it's, all, it's very easy to set up. I love the term, um, you know, the squeaky wheel gets the oil. I often say, I, I've got a, a, a client, and I talked about this client who's, who's got a very big business, lots of sales coming in, but his debtors were blowing out. What happens is people are, you know, it's just human nature. 
if I haven't heard from Ed or Amelia, um, maybe she doesn't need the money. Maybe I'll just push it out a bit oh, you'd, more. You'd hear and, from him. And, and, yeah, I know. I'll hear from you. <laughs> yeah. But Joe Blow has been hounding me. I make sure I pay him because he's hounding me, either by email or reminders or he's on the phone. And that's what happens. So the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So, yeah, again, it's not a nice thing. People don't like doing it. It's not comfortable. Hey, can you, you know, look, it's been over time. But it's really important. So you can either set, and again, you can set up a very simple process that in a non-threatening way that says, hey, you may have overlooked this. And 99 times out of 100, it's, that's what it is. People are busy. Oh, sorry, I forgot. And what, what actually happens is as your business grows, it's kind of counterintuitive. You think you're getting more sales, therefore it's going to be better. Actually, it starts to drain the, because what you're doing is you end up financing this more. You need more money because you've probably got more staff. Therefore, you've got to, you know, your payroll doesn't stop going, right? It's got to be happening every week. Whereas you, you know, these sales that you've written may not come come in as so you're actually having to finance this growth, and that sucks cash flow. That growth phase. Is, is often what causes businesses to fail. Usually they're fine in the first two years, and as they grow, they struggle. They've either got to borrow money or put more money in, which they may not have, or they have to finance it through very good control of their, of their debtors. Well, this, this all leads back to the importance of budgeting and, mm. and seeing Keeping what the, yeah. uh, the impact of uh, increase in revenue has on your costs and, and profitability and, and ultimately cash flow. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm firmly of the view that all businesses should do it. What I loved uh, about um, what we did with your business is a three-year budget. So not only are we looking at what happens in the next 12 months, but really what, what we're trying to achieve in a, in a longer time yeah. span. So 12 months might be a bit misleading, particularly if you're a startup business. I mean, if you're a startup, then budgets are absolutely critical. But uh, if you were looking at a three-year forecast, we might be thinking, well, one year doesn't look perfect, but we're heading in the right direction. So if we can keep on this trajectory and, and keep to these assumptions, then uh, you know, we're, we're going to achieve what we want to. Another thing that I did as part of, you know, all of this, is I, I, tried, I have tried to productize my services as a marketing consultancy service-based industry. Um, the, that doesn't happen a lot. And I understand why, because each client's needs are very different. And, and that's, you know, there's so much variation in who their audience is, what's, you know, what they, whether they're a product or a service. So the, the communication style is different, but what I wanted to try and do is go, yes, how we communicate is different, but the application and try sort of approach, say, is, is an accountant service, mm. services based, you know, your bookkeeping. And, and Mitch, you said the same, like yeah. each business is very different, mm. but the rules and regulations of how you bookkeep mm. is yeah. the same. Both Ed and I uh, have, have decided to go to what we class as a fixed fee type pricing um, and or value-based value based pricing. And therefore you measure that, uh, not in terms of, oh, Mitch, did you spend two hours or one minute or 15 minutes or whatever doing this. If you feel you're getting value with what, what you get back, mm -hmm. then I think that's, that's really what you want. The other thing is by having a, a, a regular monthly fee, you can actually budget to that. There's not this moving target and you're you know, sitting, uh, if I ring Ed, is he going to put the clock on? Is he going to charge me $200 and then for you won't call him because you're worried about that. Whereas you don't have to worry about that. You, have, you know exactly what, this, what you're getting and what, what it costs you. 
And like without, we, we, I bundle the services, you get your zero subscription, you get your receipt bank subscription, all the BASs, all the reconciliations, all the payroll. It's just a month and, and it never changes. Historically, uh, lots of small businesses have only used their accountant for end of year tax. Mm. And that's all fine, but if you're preparing a tax return nine months after the end of the financial year, mm. that data is between 21 months and nine months old. Mm. And so it's just irrelevant data, it's a form and, and uh, doesn't add a lot of value. So yeah, the fixed fee model is becoming more and more popular and mm. something I certainly do and, and it works very well. So normally I conclude by asking for your be the drop tip, which is a top communication tip. I'd like your be the drop tip to be around business management. So what is your top be the drop business management tip? I'll start <laughs> and it's something we've talked about a lot, I think. You, uh, Every small business should go through the process of setting a budget for their business and, and uh, go through a, a diligent and thorough process of looking at their income streams, pricing, their variable costs, which are the costs that move depending on your revenue, and fixed costs and, and capex and capital expenditure. Because I think, well, A, you learn a lot about your business, but you might find that you can achieve your goals sooner than what you think, uh, but just gives you a real uh, clarity about what you're trying to achieve. And, uh, some some discipline and, and my um, tip would be um, cash flow is king I guess you know it, it doesn't matter what kind of business you're in just have uh, a mechanism um, that allows you in a very easy and simple way to keep on top of of your your, your debtors and stuff like that because at the end of the day um, you can have the best business in the world that's bringing huge, huge amounts of sales but if it's not coming in through the door quick enough, it can really be an issue. And I think as well, the other aspect for me of, of why I love working with you guys is because having these conversations, like understanding cash flow is king and the importance of clarity and budgeting and the ability that you could change, you know, achieve things sooner, you know, uh, without, I, I can't have that conversation with myself. I don't have that knowledge and skills. So it's that external, you know, information that helps me, you know, improve my business. Yeah. So it's great. And trust. Yeah. You know, it, we talk about that, don't we, a lot, but it, it really is. It's like, you know, once you, it's like going to your hairdresser or your doctor, you know, it, it's something that you do and you go because you, you trust them. And I think as, as advisors, you know, that term gets used a lot loosely, but I think it really is important that mm -hmm. once you've developed a relationship, and that's what I think this is really about, you know, the actual work is, is important but it's about relationships. It's about knowing that you can, mm. at the drop of a hat, drop an email to me or Ed and know that you know, you're gonna get a response and, mm. and you're gonna get what, what you need. Great, thanks very much. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. Yeah. Well done. Good okay. Job. See ya. Did you forget to press the record button or? <laughs> <laughs>
via amelia at narrativemarketing.com.au. And don't forget that whilst a task or challenge may seem overwhelming, a waterfall begins with one drop and look what comes from that. Until next time. Mm-hmm.